say the evolution of the parkrun adventurers has begun. You can already hear a little bit of it, but um, Mel, I've, I've put you on notice the last couple of weeks. We're, we're giving you a break. We're bringing in a co-host. So you've tried to one-up me this week and you've brought in your own co-host. Well, yeah, you know, I, I really enjoyed our interview last week with Nick Pearson, having him in the room, and I thought it might be nice to to train up an apprentice for you just in case whoever it is that you've got lined up to be the co-host doesn't work out. Okay. So, so we're going to go with a male-male dynamic. Yes. But just to mix it up a lot, I thought we might um, make one of the males in the the sub <laughs> the sub two ca- category. Okay. Can you? Hear- well, they say walk at they say walk walk at one, talk at two. Wes is nearly at two, so he's qualified in my books to be my co-host. But I don't know. He seems a bit distant already. I can hear him in the background. Yeah. But that doesn't work. Well, his attention span uh, requires a little bit of what you're going to have to be the hilarious one, Scotty. That's how it's going to work. Um, okay. No problem there. Are you going to hop up here, Wes, back on the chair next to me? Yeah, we'll talk to Scotty. So this is the Wes episode. So I got some feedback. Word on the street, Mel. Last week's episode was a long one. Was it? (laughs) I haven't listened (laughs) yet. How long was it? Well, we we had a good old chat to Nick Pearson and we had a few roving reports thrown in there with our intro and outro banter that people love. But the, the, the episode did extend a bit. So this week's challenge is to make up for all that lost time that people lost last week listening to 148. This one's going to be nice, tight okay. episode. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> no promises from me. So I want to know, where did Wes Park Run on the weekend? Last weekend, Wes was at Kiwana Park Run where he participated with his dad, who was up to his usual shenanigans with the tokens again. Who was stealing them this week? Was it Wes or was it Adam? Who was stealing them? Yeah. Well, this is the thing, Steve. <laughs> I was I was on timekeeping, so I did also attend the same event that the boys were at. Um, and hang on, hang on. Hang on. Should, we, should we let Wes tell the rest of the story? Oh, well, you, you can try. Hold on. Wesley, you want to tell Scotty the story? Do you want to tell Scotty the story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how he says yes. What? What was that? I don't... Star. Oh, a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. there was. Right. Now, I'm not sure how this all relates to tokens, though, Wesley, and Parkrun. What did Daddy do with the token at Parkrun on the weekend? <laughs> okay Mel you you take it away I can't work (laughs) so um I was timekeeper and and as you do at the end you know you go and you you get your results um you know the app sent off so that the results can be processed later and then um oh I'm getting cuddles now see this is the bonus of podcasting with toddlers you get cuddles just intermittently throughout um and you know checked in with the guys at the scanning table to see how they're all going and they were missing two tokens I said okay what numbers are the tokens one of them was 21 way too fast for Adam so okay shake that one off the other one was 135 and I thought no no that's that's probably too slow for him so 
Um, can't be him this week. Didn't ask, didn't tell them to go check with him or anything. And then they get home. No, we're not drawing anything right now. I get home and there is a there is a token 135 sitting on my kitchen bench. And I'm like, are you serious? Tell me you didn't do this two weeks in a row. And um, when he came inside from mowing the yard, I said, can you please explain this to me? And it wasn't his because I actually looked up the results to see if it was his. And it wasn't. He came positioned something else. But... He had bought home somebody else's token because they weren't registered and some poor soul thought he looked like a trustworthy individual. I'll give it back to that guy. He's wearing a 100 shirt. He'll know what to do with it. No, no. He, he just popped it in his pocket and bought it home. It's like, dude, every week I have to explain your behaviour to a different event director or run director. It's embarrassing now. He's playing games with you. Now, yeah, but um, it's all good. So he didn't. Steal no, it. not well. Let's, let's shut down the investigation. Go! Oh, we're doing we're doing the jumping thing now from one chair to the other. Usually he counts before the jump happens. Oh, okay. We might be doing a tug of war with the um the headset now. Yeah, it's pretty funny, isn't it, Wes? How did you go on the weekend, Scotty? Where were you? Uh, at Parkrun, it was a funny old one this weekend. We had made plans. To visit, remember that old chestnut, Tulun, Tulun Creek? That Tul- place Tulun? that you were supposed Tulun? to figure out how to pronounce on the weekend? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Four years in, yeah, four years in. We were headed there, but um, as in life, you know, stuff happens. Things get in the way. Had to make a really last-minute yeah. change of plans and um, had to stay close to home. So, uh, thought let's let's work on let's work on the P index. Why not? And uh, I was I was in two minds, literally driving to uh, Parkrun, and I'm I'm uh, this is good banter, Wes, but it's breaking my rhythm of the story. Anyway, I cut cut to the chase. All I did on the weekend, Mel, is I messaged my mate. Says, "Where are you park running? He said, "I'm at Darabin." I headed to Darabin, had a quick run. Um, catch up with mates there and, and went home. So it was a real, you know, it was a park run for Scott kind of morning. Just where do, where do I want to go? The girls weren't with me. And so worked on my P-Index, got event at Darabin, where I've done that a few times now. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have a little bit of a spontaneous um, thing going on with park run every now and again as well. Last-minute decisions can often lead to the funnest park runs. Now I'm going to get. I'm going to give Wes. Uh, He's cuddling the dinosaur right now, Scotty. Okay. Well, hit, tell him to focus on the dinosaur. We've got a cracking interview coming up with Nadine, so come and join us in about fifteen to twenty minutes. I think that sounds like a good plan. We are very lucky to be joined by a parkrun adventurer who is Australian. She hails from what Scotty would call the great estate, where she is actually also uh, an event director, a co-event director at Rosebud Park Run. Her name is Nadine Crawford, and she's just been on a really big adventure, which we can't wait to hear all about. Nadine, welcome to the Park Run Adventures podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. Uh, we are excited to have you 
my one of my and I'm not sure if I've mentioned this in the past, but one of my um, regrets thus far is that I haven't jumped across the water to New Zealand and done any park runs over there yet. But you have just done so recently, and you weren't satisfied with just one on a Saturday. You kind of took in a few more than that. Can you tell us a bit about your adventure? Yeah, so we're a bit greedy when it comes to park runs. So we went for two weeks and we did the good old camper van around the South Island, which we were very excited about. And we knew we'd fit in two park runs. So we thought very carefully about which ones we would do because they have to be just the right one. And um, we chose Queenstown and Dunedin. And in the process, we got a new country flag and two letters for our alphabet. So that was very exciting. Um, but as we travelled around we decided to, we just thought, let's see if we can do a couple of Freedom Park runs while we're here. Um, and before we realised it, we thought we could actually do all the park runs on the South Island. So we made that our goal and, um, and we had so much fun doing it. Now, you're a bit of a fan of the Freedom Run, aren't you, Nadine? You, you went on another adventure up to Queensland and did the same thing. What, how do you compare a freedom run? Do you get, I, I know you don't get the experience of the, the community and the crowds, but did you get lost? Did you get to take in? Do you think you got all the, the courses right? <laughs> um, yes, we did get lost. No, we did not get all the courses right. <laughs> um, so what we do is we um, – well, the reason we do the freedom runs is because it's just impossible. It's like an ache inside us, isn't it, all of us, because there's too many park runs for the amount of Saturdays we've got in our lives. So we have to find another way to see as many courses as possible. So freedom running is great for that because you can get an idea of the course and um, and the area and you can have some online conversations with some of the people in those communities through the tourist pages, but you don't actually have to be there on a Saturday. So it gives you a bit of a taste. So when you're having conversations with people, they might say, oh, you know, I've been to this park run or I've been to that one. And you can go, oh, I've done a freedom run there. And it sounds kind of cool, but also you can picture it because you've been to that area. So what we do is um, we pick where we're gonna, where we are, and where we're going to do the park run. Um, we check out the course pages and um, have a look at, you know, where is it and where's the park and how pretty is it. Um, we have a look at the Facebook pages, and um, sometimes they're quite easy to work out. It might be just an out and back or a double lap. Or something like that and sometimes you look at the picture and you think I'm never going to work this out so you try and follow the instructions and you have no hope so it's a bit hit and miss with some of them and a few times we just kind of went oh we did 5k's in the general vicinity we've seen the park we've it's, it's close enough so um <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of fun. <laughs> Do you ever get in touch with the event teams, especially if they've got a particularly wiggly course or, or to ask if you want to have some company? Yeah, so when we did the trip to Queensland, we did actually um, have a bit of – we're on the tourist page um, quite a bit and some people followed along on our little adventure and might remember um, chatting to us or seeing what we were doing. And we did have a few conversations with um, – Robbie from South Toowoomba, um, he saw that we had been to Toowoomba, which we got that course a little bit wrong, and he's like, he messaged me and he said, oh, you know, there's, there's also one in South Toowoomba, um, but unfortunately we didn't have time to do that one as well. And we chatted to um, Jody and a couple of his team from Victory Heights Trail, which if anyone has a chance to get up there, that is just the best park run. 
absolutely loved that course. Um, and, um, yeah, so sometimes we do get in touch with people and we had some really interesting conversations with people on our trip. When we went to New Zealand, they've got a very small um, and um, close-knit parkrun tourism community on their Facebook page. There's only 161 people in the group and Ian, my husband and I are number 160 and 161. So it's only a really small group. And um, the way I got onto that group was that a lady from um, New Zealand happened to come to Rosebud a few weeks before we went on our trip and just asked me to take her photo. And we started chatting and I'm like, oh, you're from New Zealand. I need to talk to you. So we started talking all things parkrun. And she added me to the to the uh, Facebook tourism page. And um, and those people were amazing. So they were. I didn't actually meet any of them, but they were so happy to share all their knowledge. Um, they sent me their relive videos for a couple of the courses that we just would never have found our way around. Um, they gave us tourist advice. And um, coming up towards a Saturday, a couple of them would get on and say, have a great park run at Queenstown, Nadine. And they were just absolutely lovely. And they, I think they really quite enjoyed us taking an interest in all the park runs in New Zealand as well. And, of course, now they've set us a challenge to come back and do all of the park runs on the North Island, which would be take a little bit longer, but sounds like fun. <laughs> okay, let's take us, take us through the list, Nadine, uh, and maybe can you pick out a couple of highlights? Yes, I can. So the list. So we started, we did a bit of a figure eight of the South Island. We went um, from Christchurch, we went um, to the north. So the first one we did was Blenheim. So this is up in kind of the Marlborough wine region. And um, what's good about these freedom park runs and park run in general is that it takes you to areas of places that you would never otherwise go. So Blenheim was one of those. It's a really nice little town, but we would never have gone to this part of Blenheim. And it was along the river um, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was that, it was kind of like, it was a river and beautiful green grass along the sides and trees and Oh, it's hard to, it sounds really like just running alongside a river, but, it, you know, being New Zealand, really nice green grass and um, just beautiful scenery. And everyone we were passing was really friendly as well. So that was an, pretty much an out and back, but at one stage you do cross over the river and run a little bit on the other side and then you run back across another bridge and back to the start line. So we really enjoyed that one. That one was, it was actually quite hot. We didn't actually get to there until about midday. So we were quite hot with that one. So that was the first one. Then we went to, um, um, oh, where do we go next? We went to, um, back through Christchurch and we thought we'll pick off, there's actually three park runs in Christchurch. There's Hagley, which is the one in the city centre. And there's two in the suburbs, Pegasus and Foster. So we picked off the two um, suburban ones because we were kind of bypassing Christchurch. And we knew we'd be staying in Christchurch on the last night and it was quite near our hotel. So we thought we could do Hagley on the last day. So we picked off Pegasus, which was, it's in quite a new housing estate. I'm not sure if this housing estate has um, been built since the earthquakes, but it's quite a new housing estate with a lovely lake a really big suspension bridge, which was a lot of fun. And um, that one was two laps, so that was a really nice one. And then we went to Foster, which is south of Christchurch, and it's got um, it's basically a big sporting ground park, really well maintained by the council. 
It's got um, wildflowers growing in one section. It's got lots of sporting grounds. It's got beautiful big trees. And um, normally for me, um, one in a sporting ground, I would kind of be like, hmm. But this one, it was really, you could really see how well the council, you know, maintained that park. So that was a really nice one. That was one we never would have found our way around without um, one of the relive videos. Um, so from Pegasus, we went um, to Dunedin. And in Dunedin, we did one on a Saturday, which was fantastic. Um, Dunedin's park runs in the Botanical Gardens and it's um, really beautiful, very, very hilly. Um, so you do two small laps down the bottom of the gardens on flat concrete paths and then you go up into the bushland and uh, it's quite, it's like a trail and you've got views out over the city and you go, um, it's basically two big loops. And in these two big loops, you're running along a trail and you go up a bit of a hill and then all of a sudden you make a left turn and you're up this big hill with stairs and everyone slows to a walk then. There's no choice. It's just not for these little legs. They don't run up there halfway through a park run. So two laps there and then back down to the start line. And that was really beautiful. It was a good one because we thought you could actually challenge yourself on that one. It's not too hard, but it's not just on the flat either. So it's one that you could actually really challenge yourself and eventually figure, you know, maybe I could run this eventually. Um, so from Danielle, oh, and the community there was really nice. Um, the people were very friendly, lots of volunteers and lots of friendly people. So we really enjoyed that one. Then we went down, um, started heading south, and there's a park run not that far from Dunedin, maybe about an hour, in a little town called Balclutha. So Balclutha is one of these towns that you'd probably just drive through and think, oh, you know, that was Balclutha. Um, we found the park and it was a really pretty little park with a duck pond. And we started heading out following the instructions and we ended up within, you know, 200 metres, we ended up on the levee of a river. And we're like, this is a bit cool. So we headed out onto this riverbank for about a, um, a kilometre and then you turn around and come back and then you go um, a kilometre or a kilometre and a half in the other direction. And when you head back the other direction, there's this huge bridge which you drive across as you come into Balclutha and you get to run along the side of the bridge and then down under the bridge and then along the other side of the bridge and then back to the start line. So that was really cool. The river there was absolutely beautiful and having that big bridge, it was like, it was really cool and we both said, gee, we would never have seen this side of this town. We would have just driven past and not really taken in how lovely it is. So that was nice. Then we went to um, Invercargill, which is right down the south of the island, um, and we went there because there's a car museum that Ian wanted to go to, and um, and we'd been through the Catlins, which so that's kind of on that part of the um, of the island. But Invercargill's not really, it's not a tourist town. So, again, there wasn't really that much that you would go to Invercargill to see except maybe this transport museum that a lot of people go to. But they have, again, they have this massive park in the middle of the, of the centre of town that is just magnificent. It has got everything. It's got gazebos and rose gardens and beautiful big trees and purpose-built paths and running tracks for people. It was absolutely stunning, beautiful place for a park run. So we really enjoyed that one. Um, then we headed around towards the Queenstown Wanaka area and we did the Wanaka park run as a freedom run. 
and that again was um, out and back along the uh, river, uh, along the la- the edge of the lake, and it was beautiful. It was a trail. It was just the tiniest little bit up and down. Um, it passes a famous tree in Wanaka called the the Wanaka tree. I don't, I, I don't know why it's famous. It just sticks out of the water. I'm sure many of your listeners would know about it. So I sound pretty um pretty ignorant by saying that, but anyway, it part, that tells you where it is anyway. It's just along that part of the lake. Um, and really, really, really beautiful. The mountains in the background, that part of New Zealand is just stunning. Um, so there's mountains in the background and you're running along this beautiful lake. So that was just lovely. Uh, then we went to Queenstown. Queenstown, oh, my God. We actually met up with um, our mate, and a lot of your listeners would know Tim Baldwin, happened to be in Queenstown at the same time. So we ended up meeting up with Tim there and we all ran the park run together. And we all agreed. We were on a park run high all day. It was absolutely the most stunning park run I've ever done. And um, it was just amazing. It started again by the lake and you run um, out um, along this track and you end up, um, you go up this hill, which is uh, a concrete, a bitumen hill. And you think, oh, my God, do I have to do that twice? Because it's quite short and sharp. And then you end up running through a botanical garden with roses and lovely green grass. And the next thing you take a turn and you're in this beautiful forest with huge, tall pine trees, pine needles all over the ground. And you can see the lakes through the pine trees and you can see runners running along there. Absolutely the most stunning thing I've ever seen. And then you make a turn around and you're running along the lake and once the lake on one side and the, and the trees on the other. And it was just beautiful and those just really iconic New Zealand mountains in the background. And I can imagine in winter they'd be completely covered in snow and they'd be absolutely even more beautiful. Um, and then you do that that section twice and then, and then you finish. And it was quite funny at Queenstown because, you know, when they say any visitors, well, Queenstown gets so many visitors that the first thing they said is, is there anyone from New Zealand here? <laughs> So that was quite funny. So um, they had lots of people from the UK and Australia and South Africa and everywhere, and they did have quite a few locals there as well, so that was good. And then on the last day we went back to Queen to Christchurch and we finished off with Hagley Park Run, which is right in the middle of Christchurch. And, again, this is just a big park. It's got some sporting grounds, but it's um, a big park for of, of many, many uses in the middle of Christchurch and um and uh, we really enjoyed that one too. So it was good. To, it was just good to do them all. I mean, they're all so different, and we saw parts of New Zealand that we would never otherwise have seen. Far out, Nadine. I think you just. Um, I know. I've just talked for a long time, no, no, haven't wait, I? You've just like <laughs> completely mapped an uh, itinerary for my next trip overseas. I think <laughs> I'll, I'll get my husband to tune in so that he can um, sign off on it. I'm quite good at that. In my next life, I'm going to be a travel agent, <laughs> focusing on parkrun, of course. <laughs> well, what I'm getting from from all this, though, is that there is not an ugly parkrun in the south of um, New Zealand. Well, I certainly didn't find one. So if they're going to make an ugly one, it's yet to come. Okay. And Queenstown, <laughs> it was the standout one for you? Oh, absolutely. You ask Tim, get Tim on the line. I was literally on a high. We went out for breakfast and I was just like, oh, oh, my goodness, that was just so amazing. So it was really, it was just stunning, absolutely stunning. 
Yeah. And, you know, we, there's this, been this conversation going on regarding, you know, um, pretty versus community, that, you know, a lovely location versus do I go to the park run for the community or do I go, you know, how do I choose a park run? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Queenstown, if you were choosing one for the scenery, that's the one you'd choose. Well, I think you've covered most of New Zealand's park run, or half <laughs> of New Zealand's park runs. Let's let's continue the theme with pretty. Let's talk about Rosebud Park Run. Oh, look, that's got to be that's got to be the second most beautiful park run in the world, doesn't it? <laughs> pretty good community there on New Year's Day. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're very proud of our Rosebud community. Yeah, it's um, I think being a double out and back course, um, it's it's one of the features of a course like that. You you have you have to make it like that from the start because running past that finish line three times can be quite mentally hard. Well, when we when we set it up, I thought, oh my gosh, this is the best place to have. You know, we thought this is the best place to start and finish this course. Um, but you do have to run past the finish line three times, and I thought that would be a real problem. Some people hate it; they hate the double out and back, and some people just love it. So I love the community. I love that I'm always, someone's always like, hi Nadine, hi Nadine, high fives, you know, how you going, good job, you know, there's lots of that that goes on and um, and it distracts me from how much it hurts some days. <laughs> so yeah, we love it. Tell us a little bit more about the course apart from being out and back, out and back. Uh, it runs along the bay. It runs along the bay. We've got some boardwalk um, which is nice um, along, you know, the sort of bush shrubbery um, and then the, the beach on one side. Um, we have um, some terrible, terrible wind there during winter, which makes it really challenging, but you just feel even more hardcore when you do it on those days. Um, but our main area is a really big open area where everyone can hang out. Um, you can see the beach. You can see Arthur's seat. If you're there early enough, you can see the sun poking up behind Arthur's seat, which is really lovely. Um, it's right near the pier, so you can go out for a walk on the pier. We have a playground. We have plenty of toilets and parking for all the people who need those things. And we have the best cafe in the world across the road as well. So we, we literally, it's the best. Sorry, Scotty, it's not Westerfolds, it's Rosebud. It sounds like I've been going to the wrong Victorian park runs. You have, Mel. You must come and visit. <laughs> we'll definitely pop it on my list. Now, you did mention you, you have been to a few up in Queensland and I did. obviously now you've just um, done a big trip to New Zealand. Where to next for somebody who's got an appetite like you do for park oh, run adventures? Oh, goodness. Well, anyone who knows us knows there's always an adventure in, in, the, in the pipeline. Um, I will be back up to see my kids. Both my children live in Queensland, so I'll be back up to see them in May for a few days. So I'm planning to get at least one more. Well, I'm only there for one Saturday, so I'm planning to get one more letter for my alphabet and um, maybe take in a couple of um, freedom runs on that trip. But our one of our my stepson, my husband's son, has just moved to the UK. So mm, there's a bit of a list forming for park runs that we want to do over there. So, yes, watch this space. Well, I'm glad we managed to nail you down and get you on the podcast this week because you sound like you're going to be busy off freedom running wherever you go, Nadine. So thanks for coming on. My pleasure. 
any chance to talk about parkrun. <laughs> Now, one of our roving reports has been on the roll. It's a funny and impressive role in the submissions. Uh, you know who we're talking about. Mark has been dazzling us with some stats and some great roving reporting. It's about time we had the discussion about whether he's worthy to enter into the Channel 5 News crew. Well, the thing is... As with is, all new entries. Yeah. yeah. As with all new entries, we, we, we're setting challenges. And uh, the challenge for Mark, if he wants to become an official member, is what, Mel? Well, being that Mark likes to pop in some stats at the beginning of his roving reports and give us some of that background information, I think he needs to do something a little bit stats-related, Scotty. Yes, I agree. And, and, you know, we're all about the adventuring and we're currently, both of us, even if you don't admit it, are sort of chasing Wilson index numbers at the moment. So... The challenge, we, we made things pretty difficult for Melissa Ellis when she wanted to come on board and join the crew and she had to up the ante with her game. So I think we definitely need to do that again. And so what do you reckon, Scotty, about he could go to an event? Oh, I'm getting cuddles again. That neither of us have on our Wilson Index. And, like it. And just to add a little bit more interest and flavour, he's got to come up with some out there random stats about that particular event that that we would never think of. Yep. So I want him to do a deep dive. I don't want him to just look at the website and just pull some stats from the website. It's good, but to get into the Channel 5 News crew, you've got to be great. You've got to elevate yourself. So deep dive on the stats. Go to an event that neither of us have on the Wilson Index and you're in, Mark. Now, we're not going to tell you which, which um, Wilson Index numbers we're chasing, so you're going to have to figure that out as well. Well, all good stats men are investigative stats men as well. So. Anyway, that's, that's your challenge, Mark. Let's take it away. We're all about the bees this week. Mark was at Batemans Bay and Melissa Ellis was at Bannockburn Bush. Hello, Parkrun Adventurers. This is Mark, and uh, this weekend I've come to Batemans Bay for a bit of parkrun adventuring, which is a bit of returning like home for me as I spent a few years as a child just down the road from uh, Batemans Bay Parkrun. Um, so, Batemans Bay Parkrun uh, today completed its 149th uh, event. Uh, they have on average a number of 58. Uh, runners per week, uh, with their highest being 230, uh, with an average run time of 30 minutes and 48 seconds. Today's my 12th different parkrun event in a row, and starting to feel a little bit homesick, so we'll be returning back to Gungarland uh, for a little while, and uh, probably get a few volunteers in as well to make up my 25. Uh, we might have a chat to a few of the uh, parkrunners around. So I'm here with uh, Emma and Lisa, and little, what's your name? Theo. Theo, Theo. how are you going? <laughs> this, is, this is his first park run, so this is a bit exciting, isn't it? Oh, oh very okay. good. <laughs> a bit shy today. So Lisa, this is your home park run here at Batemans Bay. How long have you been coming here for? I've started park run with Emma in 2000, November 2016. And how many have you clocked up so far? I think I'm heading towards my 50, I think I'm about 48. Oh, excellent. So I'm hoping Emma will come back from Melbourne and do 50 with me. Easter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you flew in from Melbourne last night, Emma? 
Yeah, so I flew in last night into Sydney, came in to Browley about 11.30 and got up this morning for a park run with Mum and Theo, so good times. And where do you normally run in Melbourne? Um, I run at Chelsea Park, Bicentennial, so it's sort of on the outskirts of uh, Melbourne towards Mornington Peninsula. Okay, and how many park runs have you racked up? I think this is my 55th. Very good. Yeah, very exciting. And do, do either of you get out and do some park run adventuring? I'd like to. Um, in July, uh, my husband and I are heading up to Weeper, and my goal is to run park run at Weeper. Yeah, excellent. This is um, this is my twelfth different park run event in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been I've been getting out, and um, I'm, I'm, I was just saying, then I'm feeling a little bit homesick, Aww. and uh, it's, it's time to go back. I'm from Canberra, and uh, we'll be yeah, sticking to our Gungahlin course for a while. So, what about yourself? Do you get out anywhere in Melbourne? Um, I've done the Albert Park, Chelsea Bicentennial. Um, Mary Waters and Geelong, so and then I do Batman's Bay. So yeah, I've done I've done Albert Pike I think three times now, yeah. um, and we did um, Studley not long ago. Um, so maybe go and check out Studley. Yeah, so, definitely. and uh, number number one here. So, man, a man, a few words. <laughs> yes, that's all right. Where when was your where did you do your last week's park run? Where was last week? Um, Queenbeyan in um, in Canberra. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, and uh, I, I I do hope to get out and do like uh, Jindabyne soon. I want to uh -huh. do yeah, Jindabyne climb. Altitude training. Yeah, I want to get there before it gets too cold. Yeah. Um, and then um, probably barrel. Yeah. But then they're all starting to get far away where you've got to actually travel the night before. So, yeah. Yeah. but we're down here camping. And the, oh. the, fam the family didn't come, come out. It is a little bit drizzly here at Batemans Bay today. <laughs> Normally it's a nice blue skies here, but yeah, they, they stayed back at the tent. Oh. They wouldn't come out. What so. a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually good running conditions because it's nice and cool. Well, it is. I've got a one minute PB for this course today, oh. so it is good conditions. Oh, so. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. So, yeah. so when we go to Gungarlan, we ask for who? Mark. Mark, okay. Yeah. We'll look for Mark. Gungarlan's a beautiful course. It's a five kilometre loop. Um, around Yerby Pond, um, and it's really flat. So it's similar, kind of similar to, to Albert Park in the sense it's you know, around a big body of water and yeah. it's flat as. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you come to Canberra, come check out Gangalan. We definitely <laughs> will. <laughs> All right. Thanks for talking to us on Thanks, Parkrun Adventurers. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> I'm now with uh, Kim, who's the uh, event director for Batemans Bay Parkrun. Good morning, Kim. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks, Mark. And how was your park run this morning? Uh, slow as usual, but very enjoyable. That's the reason I do it, for the happy smiles and the people. So I'd had a great time, even though I'm a little bit slow. <laughs> and you were just saying that you're enjoying the little bit of drizzle this morning. Yes, I like the rain because it keeps you cool, I think. I suffer terribly in the heat, so a little bit of rain falling on you isn't a problem at all. And um, were, you one of the, were you the founding event director for um, Batman's Bay? No, I wasn't the founding director. That was a gentleman called Gavin Mackay, a lovely Scottish fellow who's since returned to Scotland and managed to wrangle me into the job before he left. So how, how long have you been the big cheese here? I am coming up to two years in May. Our third anniversary will be my second anniversary. Yeah, wow. Okay, mm, very yeah, good. Yeah. And, and you're just telling me that you, you ran uh, Gungarland Parkrun, my home parkrun, before Batemans Bay? I did. I can't remember. It was my first ever parkrun at Gungarland. I actually really like Gungarland because it's quite flat and there's shade. Yeah. Something we don't have here in Batemans Bay while we've got beautiful waterfront. You're in the sun all the way on a hot day, whereas Gungarland, there's a bit of shade here and there, which I really enjoy. <laughs> and how, how are you finding the numbers here? Like you typically get around 50 on average. How, how are the numbers growing this year? Um, the numbers have definitely grown. So probably same time last year, we were around about 30 to 40 regulars. We had a boom. Our 
biggest record-breaking number over Christmas was 236. Mm. And for us, that's absolutely huge. And we broke our record by about 60 runners that day. Yeah, so well. we've got a, um, there's been a bit of a push to get a lot of businesses involved in our local park run. So sometimes they fill the volunteer roster. Yep. And because of that, a lot of them are, are dribbling in to become park runners as well. So yeah. that's really helped our numbers grow a bit. Yeah, so we're definitely at the sustainable stage. Uh, we don't want to get too big because we've got that footpath into town that can yeah. only take so many runners. So we're kind of hoping we don't grow as big as some of the big park runs around, but, yeah. but happy with our numbers, especially on a rainy day where we've still got a good crowd turning up. Yeah, look, I was actually quite surprised at how many people did turn up for a bit of a drizzly day. So that's that's good dedication. And um, in the in the run the running brief, there was a bit of a joke there about it, but more tourists than uh, actual locals being the Canberra Day long weekend. Yep. We do get a lot of Canberrans every weekend because obviously it's a good Canberra holiday spot. So, But the, the good thing is not only do we get Canberra visitors, but some of them are also starting to fill our volunteer roster. They've oh, run good. with us so many times. I think we've got two today. I think one's from... One's from Newcastle and one's from Canberra on our volunteer roster today. So that's really helpful as well. All right, so for our listeners, can you describe your course? Our course is a two-loop course, uh, flat, dead flat, and follows the water all the way. Uh, a lot of people like the two-loop course, some don't, uh, but we it's the only place we've got in Batemans Bay, really, that we could have a park run, so, so that's the way it is. Uh, especially nice is running out to the end of our marina break wall, and uh, for the last few months there's been a lovely feature out the end, a big uh, pelican and crab sculpture has been placed there in the last couple of months, so and the octopus in town. So we're getting, mm. an, apparently more sculptors are going to be going in over the next couple of months. So it's going to be quite a scenic, even more scenic than it is now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very good. Well, um, thank you for, for having me here. It was, I was saying before that this is actually a bit returning to home. I spent the first couple of my years as a child growing up here and just across the road there was the old preschool that I used to go to so yeah Batman's Bay is a a bit like returning home for me so it was good but um, I'm looking forward to returning back to my home park run next week after doing 12 different park runs in a row Um, so it's yeah time to just get back to Gungarland for a while and do some loops there so thanks for your time. No worries thank you. So before I run away from Batemans Bay, I was actually pointed to Louise, who you're a bit of a parkrun adventurer as well, I believe. Yes, I am. I have two home park runs, um, one which is Batemans Bay here in Australia, and I also run at Lytham Hall in the UK. Um, and my big challenge at the moment is to complete the alphabet, which I'm doing over both countries, and it's great fun. How many letters have you got to go on the alphabet challenge? I've got five to go. Um, and I've targeted some part runs. So when, when do you anticipate completing it then, noting you're going to be doing it between the two countries? Um, I'm hoping to complete it by the end of the year and I'm also hoping to get a part run in, in Hong Kong, not Hong Kong, so Japan, um, at the Rugby World Cup because they're just starting part yeah. run this year. Wow, so you are truly a, a, an international adventurer. I am indeed. The only other, I've, so I've done part runs in the UK, Australia, one in Italy, and I've got Japan targeted. That's excellent. And any other of the um, park run challenges that you're, you've completed or chasing still? Um, well, I'm looking at park run bingo, but that's <laughs> very hard to do. Um, and there's the pirate challenge, which I think I'll be able to complete as well. Yeah, I've done the uh, Staying Alive Challenge and I'm trying to get my kids across the line. They've just got the one B uh, left to go for that one and I think the Pirates one would be another good one that I think the kids would enjoy getting behind. Yeah, yeah. 
Now the, the, the challenges are really good fun. It um, you've got your obviously you've got your challenge of the number of part runs you do, um, your PBs, um, but then these challenges are just a bit fun and encourages you to just look at different part runs and when you're travelling to plan your travelling a bit differently. And what's your theory on um, the bingos thing? Should it be allowed to be manipulated by watching the stopwatch and your time as you're crossing the line or should it just be left to chance? I think left to chance is much more fun. It is frustrating but fun. Indeed, indeed. So this is your, your last um, hurrah here in Batemans Bay for a while. We go back to the UK. How long will you be spending in the UK? Um, well, I'll be in the UK for four months. Um, back here. Um, then back to the UK, I'm a bit of a, a nomad really, um, then the Rugby World Cup and then back here for the rest of the year. Very good, well safe travels and um, hopefully you cross paths again and I can find out about how you've gone with all those challenges. Thank you, good to meet you. You too. Good morning Parkrun Adventurers, it's Melissa here coming to you from Bannockburn Bush Parkrun in Victoria. Um, Bannockburn is a small rural township, uh, about 80 80 odd k's southwest of Melbourne, uh, and it's near Geelong. Now, I've got with me event director Julie. Julie. Good morning, Julie. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Congratulations on your park run. Thank you. It's very pretty. It is a very pretty park run. It's a trail, correct? Yeah, you yeah. It's, um, call it a... it's not a gravel road, it's just an earth road. Yep. Yeah, so I guess you call it trail. Yep. So it's an out and back with a short finger yes. to make up the 5k. Is this plantation? This Part of it. Is. I, I don't think it will be continued as plantation. They're logging parts of it. Yep. And then that'll, I think once it's grown back, it will just be left. Yeah. It's yeah I think pretty. it was planted a long, long, long time ago by the primary school. Oh. I think. Don't, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. But um, it, it is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And how did um, Bannockburn Parkrun come to be? Came to be by our now mayor, who at the time wasn't, just put a post on Facebook and said, Does anyone want to meet up for a run? And I'd always wanted to run, and I couldn't. So I said to a girlfriend, let's go down and meet him. I think seven of us turned up. And so for about 12 months, we just ran. We tried to do 5Ks every Saturday. Yep. And then he popped the question and said, let's try and be park run. Oh, well, we thought, what's park run? <laughs> We'd never done park run. We'd never heard of park run. Um, and so that's we're probably the first event team, maybe, who... Had never done park run. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, and it's a very passionate group of yep. people, and so we have no problems with um, volunteers because we started with that passionate core group. Because you've got yeah. a small population here. It, the town's about five, six thousand people, mm. um, but our district is quite. We have people come from Teesdale, Inverley, and Lethbridge mainly. Mm -hmm. So they're within sort of twelve k's of Bannockburn. Mm -hmm. So we cover a wide area. Um, it used to be more farming, but now people have moved out from Geelong. So we last year we averaged about 80 runners. That's pretty good. Um, our numbers were down this yeah. year. I'm not sure why, but it's a fun, a fun group of people that oh. turn up here. It's good. <laughs> Excellent. It's my second visit here. I was here for event two, and, um, and I'm happy today to get number 72 for my congratulations. <laughs> did you enjoy your run? I walked today with my you daughter. Um, so, yeah, we, you haven't got the toilet facilities here, but they're not too far away, are they? In well, the... the men don't have a problem. <laughs> um, there's plenty of trees. No, the toilets, at, so there's, no, there's nothing. We don't have a shelter. We don't have toilets. We don't have water. But I think that makes us a little bit unique. Yeah. If you want to come, you're aware of those things. Yep. So you come. And those that need toilets, I guess, just don't visit. Has everybody um, come back for the brunch cafe? Oh, um, they now... 
put a table aside for us. There's a beautiful Bannockburn station, an old railway station that we go to with yep. a beautiful oak tree. So in the warmer months they put a table out there for us and put reserved on it. Um, yeah, we can have 20-odd people oh, that's turn good. up. Yeah, yeah. It's so good it's real community. social. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. yeah, it is good. Okay, all right. Well, thank you very much for talking for me, to My me pleasure. today. My pleasure. It was you. nice to meet you. You too. I'll see you around. You will. Okay, so we're, we're at brunch now and we've travelled a short distance to lovely Bannockburn Station That and we're sitting under a lovely shady oak tree and I've got with me Parth and Irene Bomacanti. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Hey, Mel. How are you? I'm good. Um, so, firstly, Parth, um, congratulations today. So you've now uh, gained Regionaire Statesmanship Ooh. in Victoria here at Bannockburn. So um, was there any particular reason you chose Bannockburn or did the cards just fall that way? I think the cards just fell that way. I think because um, Irene did Bannockburn Bush earlier on and I missed out. So uh, I thought I'd come and do it here. And it's a nice, nice kind of bush place and... Um, it looked really good on the video that Mark Smith did. <laughs> it was, it's very pretty. It is. Um, now, you and Irene are Westerfoldians. Yes, we are. And you're the number three and four Westerfoldians to achieve the statesmanship yes, in Victoria. Yes, yeah. I just thought of that. Yes, Along good with, point. Um, Derek and Linda Allen. Yeah, so there's now, I think there's six of us that originated from Berwick Springs and four Westerfoldians. So out of the, the you're the 20th as well. Yes. Um, statesman, at current statesman. People have achieved that previously. Yeah. So, um, so Irene, what's next um, What of your challenges now that you've both uh, achieved this goal? We've actually got a few challenges coming up. Um, we're actually going to New Zealand for our 25th wedding anniversary and we'll be doing three park runs there. So our first one is Queenstown for our Alphabetia Club, unofficial. And then two weeks later, we're going to do Cornwall Park in Auckland, which will be our pirate club. So that's our current one. But later in the year, we want to do Peel Club. And then after that, we want to do 100, 100 different park runs. Yeah. What's that called again? Uh, cow cl- the cow, cow, club. cow Club. So yeah. we want to do that yeah. as well. And yeah. I've, got, I've got one final question I wanted to ask you. How do you think park run has changed you? Well, I think the the fact that Parkrun is a regular event with a community of like-minded people, there's a sense of belonging, which, you know, as a couple, just being by ourselves doing our thing, you don't get the same sense of belonging. Even though they're, they're family and other friends around, being part of a community of like-minded people who, no matter where you go in Australia, no matter where you go in the world, you know there's Parkrunners around. There's such a sense of... of I guess comfort and such a sense of security. It is. So it, it, that's what it is. I think that's that's how it's helped me. What about you, Irene? Um, yeah, it's made me more social. That's for sure. I mean, I used to be quite withdrawn. Um, so it's nice to meet people that you've seen at different park runs and. I don't know, to brunch with new people and a lot of parkrun stats going on there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot so of parkrun stories. And, and parkrun stories. So it, it's a real sharing community that yeah. we feel part of. It is. And one of the other things that I love about parkrun, how it changes you, is you get to see other people and you get inspired by what other people are doing. And it's not often that you come across a community where there's a whole bunch of inspiring people in the community. 
And um, I just think there's there's so much there to give you more pleasure in life, more more kind of oomph to do the things that like like my daily job. This is what Parkrun does. It kind of gives you that oomph to go through the week, do your thing, and always have something to look forward to. I agree. Yeah, Thank you. Very Mark. motivating. Thank you. Well, you guys enjoy your holiday. And Thank we'll you. We'll see you again soon at Parkrun. Thank you. Thanks, Mel. We still do not have any launches to announce for the coming weekend, Scotty, but there are a few anniversaries happening here, there and everywhere. Shall we head to those? We should. A lot of seas, a lot of pirates. If you want to party and get your sea, head to Campbelltown in New South Wales, Cardwell in Queensland or Coombs in the ACT. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? It's a pirate type of weekend. But if you are already in the Pirate Club and you don't need to add any more seas, you could also head to Forest Lake in Queensland, Maylands Peninsula in WA, or Rockhampton, which is in Queensland. And the final one is Yamba in New South Wales. And speaking of the final one, Mel, are you ready for the final flashback segment? 26th of January was the final weekend that we had off from the podcast that we also got along to a park run. It was my wedding anniversary. So I celebrated by going to one of my – well, nearly, nearly – Buggered it up for myself there, Mel, by declaring that Phillip Island Park Run is one of my favourites. Been there a few times. Absolutely love going there. Didn't disappoint again on the 26th. They have a, a farmer's market. And I think the last few times I've been to Phillip Island, like it's not a weekly regular thing, but it, they, I think they put it on for me because I think every time I've done it, there's been some sort of market, which I really appreciate. So thanks to the team at Phillip Island for organising that. Um, Do you not just think perhaps it's the last weekend that you visit Phillip Island every time? One one might come <laughs> to that conclusion, but I I'm going with the the it's put okay. on just for me. That that seems fair enough. I have now got a cocker spaniel in my lap, okay. and as well as a toddler. I hope I hope you're really because starting you're... to appreciate what it's like to have a professional co-host, Scotty. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. This was my idea. I encouraged um, boys to come on the podcast. So Yeah, so if you've uh, got any complaints, people, write into Scotty. Take it away. Where, where were you on the 26th? I'm guessing you were at uh, Kiwana. Why are you guessing that? Because I, I looked you up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's not so much a guess as an educated, um, well, it's not an assumption. You You already know. Okay, yes, I was at Kiwana. It was the last week of the beach course uh, for 2018-19 summer. So always a special one, but it was extra special because we had a special guest come to visit. He, um, he drove all the way from Newcastle, came up on the Friday and uh, stayed the night just to do Kiwana Park Run and headed off the next day. Not too much longer after the event, I think. Camilla, I think he went. <laughs> I think he um, went for a swim before he he headed off. And I am, of course, talking about Michael Sharp, who is the co ED at the Beaches Park Run, which we are very very soon heading off to, Scotty. Like I can almost count the days. I probably could count the days if I got a calendar out, actually. 
Have we got somewhere to stay? Just jumping off topic. Uh, yeah, we booked an – well, and by we booked accommodation, I booked accommodation. You did it yeah. good, just checking. Because okay. I don't want to be sleeping on the beach. I want a park run on the beach. Not too keen sleeping. No. Well, we, we will be sleeping in, in a normal housing type situation. So don't worry about that. More fun to be had across the weekend if you're not freezing and having sand in all your crevices. Um, but but guess, Michael visited Kiwana. He did. And guess, guess, guess what he did while he was there? And a um, bit random, he bought a specimen jar along with him. And it's the first time I've ever seen anybody with a specimen jar at Parkrun. This could take a turn. <laughs> um, brilliant idea, though. It was full of sand from the beaches. Oh, thank God. And so what we did was we sprinkled some of the sand from the beaches at Kiwana and then he scooped up a bunch of the Kiwana sand to take back to the beaches to sprinkle down there. So now our events are sand siblings. How cool is that? Yeah, that's a good idea. Good. So when you go, when we go to the beaches, you'll feel at home almost. Absolutely. I, I'm sure I will be standing on the exact grains of sand that came from my home event at some point during the morning. Should I send up a, a specimen of dirt, a specimen jar of dirt um, from Westerfolds? I, I don't know. Maybe if it was once, maybe if it was once underneath the um, the the ocean. Is there any is there any evidence to support that kind of claim? Hmm. Maybe a long, long time ago. Okay. Or maybe in the next few years. When or maybe in the next few years. Maybe in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. Oh, I hear tears. So let's wrap up. Flashbacks. Should we, should we end the podcast this week? Uh, uh, Wesley, is he there? Wesley's here, but it looks like um, the showman is making a guest appearance on the podcast also. And and he's yeah we're podcasting, and 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 Wesley is co-hosting with me this week. Well, I think, <laughs> Good. I think we I think we can categorically say it's been an epic fail. <laughs> an epic <laughs> fail. <laughs> well, Wesley is starting to throw um, vehicles exactly. around the house now. Yep. It he's is descending it. into chaos. Because, like, I mean. Maybe maybe he's too young. Um, maybe I'm willing to accept that now. But in three months' time, when he has a little sibling, you know, he he should have matured a lot. I think he could make a great co-host, Scotty. Are you telling Scotty what? to go, Wes? On that note, yeah, I think he is. On that note, thank you, Wesley, for <laughs> joining us for episode one forty nine. Thank you, Mel. Hold on a second. Let me get Wes to give you a kiss goodbye. Wes, give Scotty a kiss goodbye. You've got to make the noise. No, he's just he's doing silent kisses. He expects he expects you to make the lip smacking noise, Scotty. Well, I forgot to add sound effects to the podcast last week, and I'll forget to add them this week. So that's a new tradition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have any harps last week for our flashbacks, did we? Have you going? No. <laughs> Remember my old gag that um, I like to trot out when when I go to say something and I'm not supposed to say it, so a train comes through or a plane flies over? Well, I did that in the Nick Pearson interview, but then I forgot to add the uh, plane. 
or the train. Oh. Because people are hanging on to find out when Park Run Japan is going to launch. Oh. That yeah. would have been really good. Yeah. Keep listening to the podcast next week and you might find out. <laughs> There's a tease. Always leaving with the tease. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Wes. Yeah.